the boar today would eat 70 pounds less feed to grow from 60 to 290 pounds that it did back in 2014. That's about a three-tenths improvement in feed conversion during that time period. Welcome to Inside the Helix, a podcast presentation from DNA Genetics. Throughout this series, we focus on all things that matter to the pork industry. You'll hear from our award-winning team of geneticists, veterinarians, animal care providers, nutritionists, and other industry-leading experts. We'll explore pig production from genetic improvement all the way to meat quality. Listen along as we take a deep dive inside the DNA Helix. Times are tough economically for swine producers, and today we're going to spend some time talking about how genetics are working to help reduce production costs. Specifically, we're going to look at work done by DNA Genetics, which has reduced the feed costs for producers by a 50-pound bag of feed per pig in finishing. We're talking today with Dr. Tom Rathji, who is the Chief Technical Officer with DNA Genetics. Tom, thanks for joining us today. Thank you, Curtis. Dr. Rathji, we've talked before on a previous podcast episode about gene editing and the work that DNA Genetics has done in that field. But for those listeners that may be meeting you for the very first time, let's talk about your background for just a minute. You're a geneticist by trade, and I know you've recently experienced a milestone anniversary. You've been with DNA Genetics now for 20 years in 2023. First of all, what's kept you with this company for so long? You know, the the really great thing about our company is, is always the people. And I really enjoy the science. Obviously, I wouldn't have become a geneticist if I didn't enjoy the science. But what really keeps a person around an organization is, is the people and the team we built here and the accomplishments we've made together. I really have to point to that and, and really, really enjoy that part of my job. Absolutely. And then the second part of that question is what's really kept you excited about genetics and the genetic field in those last 20 years? Well, genetics is always about creating something, creating something new and something that's of value. And I, I can't think of too many better places to be where where we can, you know, really look at what's going to help our customer, what's going to help the producer to do better, what's going to help us to do more with less, so more sustainable production. And and genetics is a huge contributor to that. And, and so we get to do that every day. Well, that really leads to our, our topic then today is how we're helping producers save money in their production costs. We're going to be looking at feed efficiency. So to start off, why do producers or why should producers care about improvements in feed efficiency? It, it's a really important part of a production system and something we, we obviously have to focus on. Feed cost, I think, as most of the industry knows, is at least 50 to 60% of our total production costs. It can be as high as 70 to 80% of variable cost, and, and it's the most expensive part of raising a pig. So we need to pay attention to it. it it's an area that we can impact. Tom, that seems like a lot. Can you put that a bit more into context for our listeners? You bet, Curtis. A, a nice example I like to use is a 5,000 sow producer that, let's say they're finishing out about 125,000 commercial pigs a year. So if we kind of look at where feed has been, if we go back, let's say, to 2021, K-State published information at that time that the average cost of feed per market pig was in the range of 95 to $105. If we look at Iowa State records today, that cost is more like $113 a market pig. So, you know, we're in a period of fairly high feed costs and it's going to take some movement in the, the corn market and the bean market, obviously, to bring that down. But there's no doubt that 
over 125,000 pigs, uh, feed is a huge expense. And that totals close to 14 million at the current number. And even at the smaller number, $100 a market pig is around $12.5 million. So it's a big expense yeah, for that's, our customers. That's really no small amount of money on feed in finishing for our producers and customers. No, it's not. And especially when we're upside down on the market, uh, that's not a good situation. So Tom, tell us what DNA Genetics is currently working on to help producers with their feed costs. You bet. The genetic contribution to this cost of an operation is is really by producing a pig that more efficiently utilizes the feed that we provide to it. Like all things in genetics, the annual change is 1% to 2% of the average, but that accumulates over time. And so when we think about feed efficiency in a genetic program, we primarily target the market pig because, as we mentioned, that's a huge expense for an operation. But uh, something that I would like to touch on later in our conversation is more and more producers are becoming keenly aware of the sow's contribution to uh, feed efficiency of the sow herd itself. And, mm. and we think that's uh, uh, something that a lot of producers need to pay more attention to and would love to touch on that later as well. Yeah, so Tom, specifically then, what is DNA Genetics doing? Is it kind of through the selection process then to pick and choose these more efficient, feed efficient pigs? Yeah, so what we've been doing really kind of from the beginning is we put a lot of emphasis on selection for feed efficiency, and, and we focus very much on measuring this trait in our pigs. We put a lot of focus on high data quality. And today we have within our system what we call our Insight Performance Center, in which we test over 9,000 boars a year for feed intake. We measure all three of our, our lines in that Insight Performance Center, so this would include both maternal lines as well as our Duroc terminal line. We have to remember that the maternal contribution to a market pig is 50%, so her ongoing genetic improvement for feed efficiency is extremely important for the market pig. The, the terminal sire is obviously very important to that, but the dam has to make her contribution to that market pig feed efficiency, and that's why we include our dam lines in our program as well. So the work that you're doing at your Insight Performance Centers, what are you sampling for within these populations? Yeah, since 2014, we've run over 85,000 boars through that system. And I think what makes our system unique is that um, we, we sample sires every week from our entire nucleus population. So they represent all of the families that we have. If you're a pig that's not chosen to go to Insight, you're still going to have over 30 half-sibs that are tested for feed intake. And then we take that phenotype from those tested animals, combine it with genomics, and we can get a highly accurate breeding value for feed intake on all the animals in our population. You know, the next step of that is really to put that into a balanced selection objective. So once we have a measurement for feed intake and growth rate, we put that into our objective with economic weights to make the desired progress we want in feed efficiency. Tom, I would say that a lot of producers seem to think about feed efficiency in terms of feed conversion ratio or gain to feed ratio. That's not really what DNA genetics is using in their index. Can you explain to listeners maybe why that is? Yeah, that's, that's correct, Curtis. So um, in our index itself, we have uh, feed intake and growth rate. We do not use the feed-to-gain ratio. And, and the reason for that is that, um, you know, a feed-to-gain ratio or gain-to-feed, however you want to look at it, is a great economic indicator for a production system. So we want to know 
you know, how much feed a pig is using for its growth rate, but it doesn't work very well in a selection program. So, for example, we can uh, improve feed efficiency by reducing intake. Um, that'll make that ratio look better, but if you reduce intake, which is highly correlated with growth, you have a high risk of reducing growth rate. We, we don't want that to happen. We want pigs to uh, continually eat more because it's going to drive growth, but we want that intake to be extremely efficient. We now also know that pigs with higher intake have improved survivability. So when we look at overall survivability in a, in a production system, it's desirable for us to have pigs that, that are increasing in their feed intake. When I imagine that customers are still looking for those pigs that, that are growing fast. That's right. So we, we want them to grow fast. We want to turn our barns faster. We want to reduce that cost of production, but we want to do that with less feeds. So the way we go about this in our index is we have a positive economic weight on growth and we have a negative economic weight on feed intake. So in our system, the pig that wins the race or wins the index race, if you will, has higher growth. Or if you have two pigs that have the same growth rate, the one that wins the index race is the one with the lower intake. So that's really what's driving our feed efficiency. And what we're seeing in our populations is that our intake is increasing at approximately or almost exactly the same rate as growth. So uh, that's a one-to-one feed-to-gain ratio on that increase in intake that's extremely efficient. And if you look at that overall, you're increasing intake on pigs. You're, you're putting a good appetite into the animal, so it's going to eat, it's going to grow, but you're also improving overall feed efficiency at the same time. Okay, Tom. So... Commercial producers measure their feed efficiency as the ratio of growth rate over feed intake. So how can a producer know that they're getting improvements in feed efficiency when using full program DNA pigs? Yeah, so I I think, you know, producers can look at genetic trends in their operations in a variety of different ways. I think all producers understand that the feed to gain ratio they actually see can vary a lot with diet and and management and health. For example, if we feed a high-fat, energy-dense diet, I can drive that feed-to-gain ratio lower when I compare that with a a lower or no-fat diet that perhaps has higher distiller grains. But the feed-to-gain ratio might be worse on that higher-fiber diet, but my cost of gain could be lower just due to lowering the, the cost of that diet. So Producers are evaluating their cost of ingredients on a pretty consistent basis. These things are updated quite often, so diets are changing. So if you look at a short snapshot of time, it's really kind of hard to see that annual change in feed efficiency. But if you really step back and look at the overall operation over, you know, five, six, ten years, uh, you can certainly uh, see that the uh, the the feed efficiency is improving over time, and and there's you know, a lot of that is a genetic contribution. Tom, over time, the improvements in feed efficiency achieved at the nucleus then are delivered to the commercial level. What does this really mean for today's producer? Yeah, this I think is the really exciting thing to talk about because um, when you can really look at the actual change and, and what that means to a producer, that that's where the, the rubber hits the road. So if we just look at our line 600 population, so the DNA terminal sire, and compare it back to 2014, so we've got about a decade under our belt there, the boar today would eat 70 pounds less feed 
to grow from 60 to 290 pounds that it did back in 2014. That's about a three-tenths improvement in feed conversion during that time period. And that's per pig? That's per Duroc pig. So, um, you that's know. That's substantial. That's substantial. And if we look at, you know, that's that's the Duroc itself. So if you're a full program customer, now we have to combine that with the progress in the maternal lines and if you put our whole program together, there's about a 50 pound per pig savings in that same growth period over that last decade. So again, kind of going back to our example of 125,000 pigs, that 50 pound bag of feed per, per pig translates to about 6 million pounds of feed savings for that operation. It's really a fun thing to think about. I've hoisted a lot of 50 pound bags in my day and the fact that we can save one of those on every pig really kind of puts that into context. Yeah, and I think the thing that's really cool to me is this is truly showing the genetic progress that we've experienced over just 10 years in feed efficiency. Truly, the sky's the limit. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think that's one of the real strengths of genetics is, you know, producers and, and farmers have always done more with less. That's that's how we remain in business. That's how we make our operations more sustainable. And and genetics is a very key contributor to that. And I can't get over those numbers too, Tom. Those are really staggering numbers. So you're telling me again that producers are using 6 million pounds of feed less than they were in 2014. Well, what we're talking about there is an efficiency measure and a different measure of an operate or total feed usage is probably a different measure of an operation. And there's a lot of things that impact our total feed usage. So I think it's a bit of a different question. If everything was the same, then yes, it would be that 6 million pounds of feed savings, but it, but things are not the same. And a good example of that is that we've seen this trend for increasing finish weights in the pig industry for a very long time period of time. So we're taking pigs to heavier weights today. Uh, You're feeding them longer. You're feeding them to a heavier weight. They're taking more feed to reach that. So the efficiency gains we made are real. And and even at those heavier weights, we're going to see that that savings on a per pig basis. But if you just look at total pounds consumed by an operation, certainly that's, that's not the same measure that we used to have. So there's a couple key points I wanted to to make while we're on this subject. So finish weight, I think, is a, a really important thing to look at. And, and this is an area where the DNA Line 600 really excels compared to its competition. So when we look at these heavier finish weights that we have today of 290 to 300 pounds, sometimes over 300 pounds, you know, that's getting to an area of the growth curve of a pig where we're getting in into less and less feed efficiency. So worse and worse feed efficiency as the pig matures and, and reaches those heavy weights. And that's based on trial results that we've recently completed. This is kind of where the, forgive me, but the men and the boys separate themselves on feed efficiency. We see a lot of lines or some lines that are very competitive up to 275 pounds, but when we get into these upper weight categories, just based on trials we've recently done, we'll see three to four tenths difference in feed efficiency during the marketing period. We just recently completed a sire line trial against two lines from our largest competitor, and and the DNA advantage in those was 0.15 to 0.25, depending on the line, in that heavier weight period. These are where a lot of dollars can add up. So the feed efficiency over that 
entire growth curve is extremely important. Well, and in these economic times too, every every little bit helps. That's right. That's so right. you mentioned earlier you wanted to come back to the the maternal lines and talk about the sows. Will we see any additional benefits in feed efficiency compared with terminal only customers? So you know, absolutely. I, I wanted to to go back to that uh, because I I do think this is a a really important topic for producers to consider. And we're starting to see more and more people pay attention to it. But as we mentioned earlier, if you're on our full program and just look at the commercial uh, finishing pig, there's that 50 pound savings. That's the terminal contribution. But as we select for feed efficiency, it's obviously impacting the energy needs of the female as she goes into production. So Generally, we're lowering the requirements for maintenance, and that's translating into what we're seeing in sows and gestation. And one thing we know about the DNA 241 female is that for her to achieve ideal body condition, she can do that on less feed than our competition. And it's, it's easily seen by simply comparing our feeding recommendations on the, on the 241 during the gestation period to our competition. And we know that there's over $2 a wean pig savings in gestation feed costs. One that this is an area that till fairly recently was often overlooked by the industry. And, and we think that number is really important because it actually it's, exceeds normal genetic costs. So, um, you know, it's an important number to, to look at. The way producers could look at that is it's a bit of a crude measure, but you can certainly look at feed usage by sow farms. So you know what's delivered to your sow farms. You can do some comparison that way. A nice side benefit of that is it lets you, you know, really kind of get a handle on how your different farm managers and teams are managing that feed. So maybe that's an area of your operation you can gain control over. So what this all kind of leads to is this concept of overall herd feed efficiency, which is probably a good topic for another day, but certainly we're seeing the improvements in grow finish efficiency. We, we know we're seeing it in the ability to use less feed to keep a, a sow in ideal condition because she is more efficient with the feed we're giving her. All these things are, are certainly benefits to the, the customer. Tom, this is really great information, and this is really exciting to see the progress and the work that DNA Genetics has done in overall feed efficiency. What are some take-homes or final conclusions that you might have for our audience? Yeah, Curtis, I think a lot of us is, have lifted a lot of 50-pound bags of feed, and, and uh, we can really relate to that. That's real savings for producers. I think another key point is um, would really encourage producers today to look at their whole operation. So what's the savings on the sow herd side as, as well and differences in opportunities on sow herd feed efficiency. But really it's about reducing the overall cost of the operation, doing more with less and becoming more sustainable. Very good information on feed efficiency today and very timely information. Thank you very much, Dr. Tom Rathji, Chief Technical Officer with DNA Genetics. For additional topics like this, you can visit our archive of Inside the Helix podcast episodes. You can follow us on social media, or you can visit us online at dnaswinegenetics.com. For Inside the Helix, I'm Curtis Harms. Thanks for listening to this episode of Inside the Helix, presented by DNA Genetics. Inside the Helix is released every other Tuesday and is focused on what matters to the swine industry. To catch up on previous episodes, visit us online at dnaswinegenetics.com or find us at your favorite podcast streaming platforms. 
You can also keep up with DNA Genetics throughout the year by following us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. For Inside the Helix, I'm Curtis Harms. Thank you.